Welcome to Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Your host, Jeanette Linfoot, talks to incredible people about their experiences and unleashing their full potential. From the boardroom tables of big international business to the dining room tables of entrepreneurial startups, embracing opportunities, overcoming challenges, taking risks, while staying true to yourself is where the magic happens. Hi, it's Jeanette here. If you're enjoying Brave, Bold, Brilliant, I'd love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends and leave a five-star review. Let's do it. Here's the show. Good morning, everyone. So what I am going to cover today is what is a strategy? Why do you need one? And how do you go about creating a really compelling strategy for your business, for your career, or for your life. Now, I see a lot when I work with uh, my mentee clients or with businesses that I advise that sometimes uh, business leaders can get really bogged down with this and almost don't know where to start, become, can become quite overwhelmed with the whole process. So what I want to do is take you through what a strategy is, why it's important and how you actually go about creating a strategy that essentially is going to help you move towards the goals that you have for your business, your career and equally your life. So let me just get through some of the jargon because we have a lot of talk around mission, vision, strategy, etc. And it can be confusing. So essentially, your mission is what you are trying to achieve. And a good business will have a mission statement that really describes succinctly what you're all about as a business. So that's your mission. Your vision and your purpose is really your reason why. It's why you do the things that you do. And essentially, your strategy is the how. So the mission is the what, the purpose and the vision is the why, and the strategy is the how. So having a compelling strategy acts as your guiding light, really. Essentially, you've set where you want to get to with that mission and that vision. And the strategy then really gets into the detail as to how you're going to get there. And it's so important because if you don't know, you know your destination, which is great. But if you don't know how you're going to get there, you can waste a lot of time, energy, resources. It can be confusing for your team, for your customers, etc. So it's really important to be clear on your strategy. And as I say, a strategy can be applied equally for your business, it could be your career, or it could be your personal life. So I'm going to talk about it more today in the context of business, but just be aware that the principles are the same. You can apply this, as I say, to your business, your career, or your personal life. So it really helps have that clear plan in terms of how you're going to move forward. And the best results come from having a strategy that's been well thought through, it's been discussed with your team. You've got input and engagement from all of the stakeholders that have an interest in it. And then that allows you to really move forward at pace. So I'm going to take you through now why you need a strategic roadmap. And I've already touched on some of those reasons. But what you might want to do now is just to grab a pen and paper so you can take some notes. 
So having a clear strategy, it gives you absolute focus on that purpose and the direction that you're heading in. It allows you to bring your leadership team, the rest of your team with you and any other stakeholders internally or externally to buy into what you're doing. It lays out that roadmap step by step. So then you are able to take action because it's fantastic having a big vision and a really strong mission. But unless you take action, it's all pointless. So action is really, really important. And having a strategic roadmap allows you to break that down into manageable chunks. It allows you to set goals as well, operationally and financial goals. And importantly, allows you to stress test what you're doing and why you're doing it. You know, it allows you to bounce those ideas around to really get some input. It encourages you also to assess your competitive environment because when you're deciding what the best strategy is going to be for your business, um, obviously being aware of your competitors and what they're up to also allows you to think about how can you be different? What can you put into place that's going to set you apart from your competitors? So it provides that great framework um, that we're talking about. Also, when you're having a strategic planning session, maybe with your team, it can means that they feel involved, they get engaged with it, they feel that they own the strategy. And that means that the actions that are taken are going to be so much more meaningful um, and is really going to help propel you forward. Once you've got your strategy, you can also then build that into your communication plan, you know, internally, externally, and it allows you to allocate specific parts of the strategy to the people in the business that are responsible for that part. So, for example, you would have potentially, you know, a macro strategy for the business overall. And then within each of the core areas, you would have a more detailed strategy. So you might have a marketing strategy, for example, that the, you know, the head of marketing or the marketing director would own. You might have a sales strategy which the sales uh, head of sales or sales director and the sales team would own. You might have, you know, a people strategy. Again, let's not neglect our people. So each of the areas of the business, you know, you can have a product strategy, a customer strategy. So hopefully that allows you to then take that big picture vision, have a strategy for the business, but then break it down into its component parts. And then you're able to allocate specific ownership of that part of the strategy to your team. It allows you then also to build that into objectives, KPIs, etc., so that everyone knows where they're heading, they know the part they play, they buy into it. So there are so many reasons why having a clear strategy is massively beneficial for your business. Now, you tend to find very often that big businesses, you know, the big corporates of this world, they will do a lot of strategic planning. But in a small or mid-sized business, it's less common. But what I would say is with all the businesses that I've either owned or ran or been in a leadership role, it doesn't matter the size of the business. Having a strategy is always a good thing regardless. So if for your business, maybe you're more of a solopreneur, you haven't got a strategy, it's worth giving some headspace to this because it will really help you as an individual get clear, but also anyone that you bring into the business or as you grow going forward. So it's always a great idea to have a strategy. 
Um, so what I want to cover now is what should be included in a strategy plan. Now, I have um, some fantastic templates and documents that I can share with you and help you with this. Um, but this is just really to get you started. Now, you can write your strategy on flip charts and a Word document, on PowerPoint, whatever works for you. There is no hard and fast rule there. But what I'm going to take you through now are the core components of what I think is a good strategy and what I have included in strategies when I've actually written these for my own businesses or equally when I've been the CEO of running very large global international businesses with my teams. So grab a pen and paper if you haven't already so you can note this down. So this is what should, in, in my opinion, be included in a good strategy. So the first section, you're going to have a bit of an introduction and overview, uh, you know, that covers sort of the business, just a very, very simple snapshot of kind of where you are. It might include the progress of that you've made in the last 12 months, um, and it will provide a high level overview of where you are heading. So a bit of an introduction and an overview. And then you're getting into the five year financial plan summary. So as part of your planning process, your business plan, you will you will have a view of your numbers. So it's always really useful to just include a very snapshot of those high level metrics that you're aiming for at the beginning of your strategy. It doesn't have to be the detail at this part, at this point rather. It's more to actually set the scene so that you've got an overview of the business and then a summary of your five year. It might be a three year plan, actually, if you're a small or mid sized business. But that would include, you know, things like how many customers you, you expect to have, the revenue you expect to turn, turn over for your business, the level of profitability that you're expecting. So we'll just highlight where you're starting from and where you are heading to. There are certain things that you can use uh, graphically to show this. Sometimes it's useful doing like a bridge slide where, you know, you have a waterfall that shows how you're going to move the profit from where it is today to where it is in three or five years time and the component parts that are going to build into that. So there's lots of different ways that you can present this. Um, it's also useful to have, you know, sometimes like a simple four box matrix that covers the key metrics for your business. So in a snapshot, people can see where you're heading. The next section for your strategy is your market and competitor landscape. Now, in this section, it's good to take a view of the macroeconomic environment around you. So what is happening in the economy that could influence your strategy? So again, at this point, we're setting the scene. We're not getting into the detail. So what's going on in the broader economy? You know, it could be what's happening with inflation, what's happening with, you know, exchange rates, if you're in an international business, um, what's happening with unemployment levels, etc. So the macroeconomic view. And then what's happening in the market that you operate in? Is the market growing? Is it shrinking? And then importantly, where do you sit against your competitors? So there's a lot more detail that I could go into here. But in this section, it's really setting that background view in terms of the environment that you operate, both in terms of the economic situation, the market overall, and your competitors. And there's lots of ways that you can do this. So I think some of the key things that um, are worth considering is, you know, where do you sit in the market? Where's your business in the market? Which competitors are closest to you? Whether you are unique and differentiated enough, because when you look at this, you might step back and go, oh, actually, we're in a very me too space. And therefore, we're all we're able to do is compete on price. 
So I would always recommend whichever sector you're in, you find a way to differentiate yourself, give yourself you know, the customer a unique reason to actually buy your product or service and think about how crowded the market is. You know, is there, is it very crowded and therefore you want to move into a, a different place which will influence the strategy? So you get the general gist about this section. It can be quite a long section actually, or it could just be a short snapshot. But think about that competitor and market landscape. Now, the next area, which is absolutely crucial, because if you're deciding what strategy to take, you've got to know what your customers are up to. What do they absolutely want? So including a section on your customers is absolutely critical. Now, this could include your existing customers, but also maybe future customers that you're planning on targeting. So if your strategy is to grow and to maybe dominate the space that you operate in, you might be doing that by actually appealing to a new customer type. So for example, if your typical market so far has been families, a family product that you offer or service that you offer, you might actually say, well, okay, that's great. We're really strong in that segment, but now we want to actually tackle a couple's market or a single's market, for example. Um, it could also split by demographic. If your product or service is primarily targeted, you know, at the sort of, um, you know, the uh, over 50s, for example, well, then you might say, actually, we need to appeal to, you know, a younger demographic. So knowing your customer and including those details in this section really helps you stress test that. And I see a lot where businesses, they think they know what their customers want, but they don't really. They haven't checked in on a regular basis. So again, by actually developing the strategy, it really allows you to ask yourself some very honest questions of do you really know who your customers are and do you know who your future customers are? So it allows you to then create a competitive edge, design products and services that are specific for those different customer segments, it allows you to differentiate versus your competitors, as we mentioned. And it also allows you to focus on driving customer loyalty and retention, which ultimately should lead you to higher margins um, in your business and increasing that lifetime value of your customers. So that's the fourth section. Then the fifth section, this is the bulk of where you're going to focus your time, energy and resources. And this is the strategy session. So in this session, in this section, you, as I say, you will have potentially a macro strategy for the business, which could be, for example, um, grow exponentially to double our market share and become market leader, providing a differentiated product of XYZ targeting the this particular customer segment. That could be the macro strategy in terms of what you're looking for. And you're moving the business from A to B. Now, within that, I would then break it down into its component parts. And as I say, this is where you can get the relevant teams that are responsible for those parts of the business really engaged, get their input and then the ownership really sits nicely with them as well, with you as the leader, of course, given the overall direction, etc. So just some of the areas that you might want to consider uh, are product, distribution. You know, how are you getting your products and services to market? Is it online? Is it bricks and mortar? Is it a combination of both? Is it call centre, direct sale, etc.? What's your distribution strategy? What's your marketing strategy? 
Um, you know, how, what's the most effective way for you to get your message across to your existing customers and also your future customers? So you might have had a marketing strategy that historically had been based on, you know, direct marketing, maybe, you know, with mail campaigns, and etc. You might then say, no, we need to shift to much more of a digital marketing strategy, which looks quite different. So that strategy will give you the roadmap in terms of how you're going to do that. What's your sales strategy? Customer strategy, IT, you know, what technology do you need in your business to allow you to get to where you want to get to? What's your digital strategy? You know, we know digital is such a massive thing in today's world. Um, And digital isn't just from a perspective of distribution, but also the customer experience. Um, And what's your people strategy? Really important, you know, because at the end of the day, with our businesses, our people, as we often say, are our biggest asset. But so often we don't really have a strategy about our people. You know, so how are you going to recruit talent? How are you going to retain them, reward them? What development programs do you have in place? Do you need to be thinking about who will be the future leaders of your business in five years time? This is important. Uh, and, it, and also linked to that, if you're a leader in your own business, you might be thinking about how you want to maybe exit the business or hand it over to the next generation or sell it on. So your people becomes a, such a core part of this as well. So people strategy. So within all of this, each of those sections, you're able to then put some measurable um, key performance indicators behind that that allows you then to build that into objectives as well for the team. So, you know, the great thing about all of this, when you're devising your strategy, it should be fun. You know, it's really exciting doing this stuff. It's the creative side of running a business and you can really get those juices going. You know, you can really get the team involved. So, um, yeah, it's it should be a pleasurable process, not a pain in the backside. <laughs> so I hope that's giving you some ideas. So I'm just going to, you know, very, very simply now summarise with a few points for you to just consider when you are developing your strategy. So as I say, for the first, the first thing to consider is for each part of your business, there will be multiple options available to you. As I said, with marketing, you could decide to take a more of a digital marketing approach or an offline approach. There's so many different options and combinations. So when you're deciding which strategy you're going to take for each part of your business, consider all of your options um, and then essentially narrow it down. I often apply a scoring uh, system, actually, when I'm doing this to say, okay, well, of the options available to me, versus my criteria, which ones actually score the highest? Because if you're struggling to pick a strategy, well, then that can help you see the wood for the trees. And essentially, you then land on the one which appeals to you most that you feel is going to help you fulfill where you want to get to. Um, you know, for, for another thing to just consider as you're going, you want your team to buy in. So when you develop your strategy, it shouldn't be a solo exercise that you do in isolation. Uh, You might have some ideas yourself, but I would definitely recommend that you bring the team with you, get their ideas and engagement, because then they will feel ownership. They'll feel part of it and they will importantly understand what role they play in the strategy going forward. Um, You want to also keep your strategy so that you don't overcomplicate it. You know, I've covered a lot of detail in this session, right? But actually, sometimes less is more. So very often it's a real art to create simplicity out of complexity. But you need to be very clear about how you can easily articulate your strategy so that everyone gets it. It's not overly complicated. 
other things, don't rush the process. You know, let this take some time. It can be brilliant, actually, to remove yourself from your um, normal working environment to do this. You know, I'd recommend if you can afford the time, um, have an away day, you know, get out of the office, go and brainstorm, get the team involved, maybe actually incorporate a bit of a social um, aspect to it at the end of the day, because that really does build that team spirit and it helps people think more creatively when they are not thinking about, oh my gosh, I've got to answer this phone or this email and get distracted from the day to day. Um, Other points to consider, make sure you delegate clear ownership and accountability for each part of the strategy to your leadership team, the relevant people. And also what I would say is on a pretty regular basis, it's worth checking in how the strategy is evolving in terms of the actions being taken. Now, you might do that monthly. That's quite frequently. I normally recommend doing it quarterly. So if you if you have a you know regular meetings with your team once a quarter, make that meeting slightly longer and add in a review of where you are against the strategy because then that keeps you focused. The worst thing you can do is spend all this time creating something that you're really excited about, then it gets shoved in a drawer and never looked at again. That's what we absolutely don't want to happen. Um, And as I say, you can use this to then communicate internally, externally what your strategy is. It allows all of those different stakeholders that are potentially interested to buy in and understand where you're heading. It can be really useful as well if you're raising finance, if you're bringing investors into the business, you're trying to recruit talent. Um, you know, you can use this in your communication plans. So there's so many things to consider here. I've rammed through quite a lot. I hope it's not been overwhelming for you. But um, yeah, I think it's really important to have a clear plan of action as to where you're heading. And essentially, that's what a strategy is. It will be your guiding light. It will keep you true. Uh, so yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this. Now, I am actually running a business impact seminar, um, which I will be going through a lot more detail on how you can scale up your business, scale up your career, scale up your personal life as well in whatever shape or form that may be. So if you're interested in joining that, it's totally free. Just sign up. I'd love to see you there. I'm going to be covering lots more detail, tactics and tips as to how you can max your business, your career and your personal life. We only have one life, don't we? So we want to make it count. We want to be able to have impact And it's really by being brave and bold that you can unlock your brilliant, not only just for you, not only for your business, but for your personal career and your life. So, yeah, sign up for the Business Impact Seminar. I'll stick the link um, in the comments. If you're watching this on on YouTube or listening on the podcast, you'll be able to actually just follow the notes there and also uh, link into that and sign up. So I hope it's been useful. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Remember, there are no limits. You can achieve anything you want in life. So just be brave, be bold and be brilliant. Take care, everyone. Bye now. I really hope you've enjoyed Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your friends. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star review.